It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, good to have you guys with us. It is episode number 174 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. Make sure you please follow at Locked Redskins, no on, at Locked Redskins for all sorts of Redskins information and different stuff that I put on the regular personal Twitter, I guess. And also make sure you follow at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all sorts of uh, NFL team coverage from all 32 teams, from all of our local experts and correspondents all across the NFL. So again, good to have you aboard with us. It is episode number 173. If you missed 172, Uh, which we recorded on Monday afternoon. We put Ryan Anderson in the skin spotlight. We had updates on Darius Geis and some concerns. We talked about Preston Smith and the lack of contract negotiations there. We did uh, the breaking news on Kyler Murray declaring for the NFL draft, which we found out mid-recording. And then we did half of inside the numbers, uh, all sorts of Really cool statistics uh, about Kyler Murray, who is likely going to go in the top 10 and probably will be out of the Redskins range, but certainly we never, ever, ever know what is going to happen. And anybody that says they know what is going to happen is just purely guessing. Nobody knows exactly what is going to happen. But we start this episode, episode number, again, 170. Let me make sure I'm counting right here. 174. You kind of lose track with all this uh, material. With this from uh, my pal J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington, he has a quote from Skins running back Chris Thompson, who is usually as honest and as candid and as revealing as you're going to see a professional athlete. Um, And he does it in a way where he doesn't hurt anybody. He's just refreshingly honest. And I've always enjoyed talking to Chris. Uh, I I certainly uh, have enjoyed covering him, and I think he's a very, very, very special football player when he's healthy, uh, which is the main problem, that he hasn't been healthy. I think they could use him better uh, in this scheme, but that's neither said you know, here nor there, the bottom line is, is Chris Thompson is usually pretty candid. And he was quoted by J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington about Alex Smith as saying this. It's probably not going to happen that we have him this year. It's probably not going to happen that we have him this year. Now, this quote should not shock anybody in any way, shape or form. And if it does, Obviously, you're 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 missing something here. Um, there is no expectation amongst anybody being realistic, honest, open, candid. There is no expectation that Alex Smith plays in 2019, if at all, ever again. However, however, 
you are going to hear a lot of wishy-washy indecision and generic, vague, open quotes from Bruce Allen whenever he speaks again, as you've already heard, Jay Gruden whenever he speaks again, likely at the Combine coming up in a couple of weeks when he speaks and he has not uh, met with the media since the end of the season, you are going to hear a lot of vague, open-ended, well, maybe, we don't know, this, that, they know. They realistically know, and they should not in any way, shape, or form be counting. And I truly don't believe they are, but they'll never admit this publicly. And I'm not saying they are required to, but I like the refreshing honesty of Chris Thompson. Anyone and everyone knows that it would be a major risk for Alex Smith to play again in 2019, even if medically cleared. There's a difference between being medically cleared and being football cleared and being football ready. Please understand that. That is a very, very, very long journey. And that's how we wanted to start off episode number 174 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Now, that leads us into this. For some reason, Las Vegas oddsmakers, who I believe know absolutely nothing at all, even though everybody thinks that they know more than the average guy and more than you, and I contend that they absolutely don't. I contend that they know one thing and one thing alone, how to hoodwink you and how to sucker you out of your money. That's what they know. Anyway, Odds Shark, um, which is a gambling website and a gambling Twitter handle, put out odds recently at odds shark on twitter at odds shark on twitter gambling odds for which team nick Foles, the philadelphia eagles quarterback super bowl winner a year ago and on to the second round and could have beaten the new orleans saints this year in advance of the conference championship they fell short what team nick Foles will be on for the week one of the 2019 NFL regular season, and these were courtesy of Bovada. So Oddshark didn't actually put these out. Bovada did, which is a major sports handicapper. And again, Bovada knows nothing. They know absolutely nothing that you can't possibly find out and know. They, again, know how to sucker your money and generate a lot of buzz and interest. Sorry, that's the truth, whether you want to believe it or not. But there is one team at the very top of the list It's not the Redskins. It's the Miami Dolphins at plus 205. Now, that makes some sense because there's been all sorts of reports that Ryan Tannehill uh, is going to be released, and they don't have really a quarterback, but they have a first-year head coach, uh, the dude, Brian Flores, that they hired from the New New England Patriots. He's, of course, going to reshape that entire roster, that entire team and kind of build from scratch. Now, there's been some talk that they are kind of going to tank to put themselves in position uh, to take either Justin Herbert from Oregon next year in next year's draft or um, to Itaga Viola um, of Alabama, but we don't know exactly that. So the Dolphins are plus 205. The number two team on the list, the Washington Redskins at plus 250. 
That's right. The number two team is the Washington Redskins at plus 250. The Jaguars are number three at plus 350. The Broncos with Case Keenum in the final year of his egregious deal that John Elway signed him to at plus 400. The New York Giants at plus 900. Obviously, Eli Manning coming to the end here, although all indications are the plan is to keep him and have him at least start early on next year. The Oakland Raiders, or whatever they're going to be, wherever they're going to be, the Raiders. Let's just call them uh, that because it's undecided where they will play in 2019 or plus 1200 with the uh, rumors, uh, you know, the Derek Carr situation. But listen, they're keeping Derek Carr for at least this year. The Carolina Panthers are plus 2000 with Cam Newton coming off of the rotator cuff injury and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who by all indications, Bruce Arians have been very upfront about this. He loves Jameis Winston, thinks Jameis Winston is very fixable with some mechanical type things, has always had an affinity for Jameis Winston. Winston. I think that's part of the reason why Bruce Arians got that job. They round out the list. Uh, Virtus uh, via Bovada and Odds Shark uh, at plus 2,000. Now, of course, what we care about is the Washington Redskins, right? Plus 250, the second highest odds. The Redskins on the books right now, as we know it, if nothing changes with Alex Smith, owe him $20.4 million. They also owe three and a half million dollars in terms, and this is in terms of cap room, twenty point four to Alex Smith, three point five to Colt McCoy, and so you're already at twenty four million right there in terms of uh, a cap hit for 2019. Now, there's not much that can be done to avoid that. As a matter of fact, it might not be as low as twenty point four on Alex Smith. It could certainly go higher depending on what the resolution short-term and long-term to Alex Smith is, and that's a very complicated situation. Again, it could go as high as $37, $38 million in 2019 if Alex Smith is cut, if Alex Smith retires, uh, and if the Redskins do that before the fifth day of the league year. And don't forget, as of right now, until a negotiation is settled, and maybe there will be one, and maybe we won't even know, not sure, there is a clause five days into the league free agent year, free agency period, right around mid-March, where the Redskins, if Alex Smith is still on the roster, and if there isn't a negotiated delay or deal or settlement to that, owe Alex Smith about $20.5 million for next year, meaning 2020, and that becomes fully guaranteed. That, neither here nor there, the bottom line is um, the Redskins still have, right now, as far as we can tell, and I don't think anything is going to change to lower this, is $24 million, and that's without Josh Johnson, by the way, um, $24 million already locked up in cap value for 2019 to the quarterback. There is almost literally no feasible way, none, that I can even remotely think of that would allow them to be in position to grab Nick Foles via trade, via free agency, via whatever mechanism, whatever method. This is probably the most absurd thing I've ever seen, uh, and I have absolutely no idea who they come up with and how they come up with this. It is mind-boggling how anybody thought this made sense and this is what I keep talking about about the boys in Vegas handicappers in Vegas odd sharks in Vegas they know virtually nothing they know how to sucker you and create buzz that's what they know period they know nothing
So don't take it seriously, but it was enough of a story and it raised enough eyebrows that I thought it was important to get with you guys here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 174. I am your host, Chris Russell. First segment in the books when we come back. Since we last left you on Monday afternoon in episode number 173, a Redskins employee got arrested and charged for drinking too much and arguing with somebody, if not multiple people. We'll tell you who it is, and you might be shocked to hear what his connection to the head coach is of the Washington Redskins. That's next, along with Inside the Numbers Part 2 on Kyler Murray, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 174 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. So our first segment covered the whole ridiculous Nick Foles uh, to to the Redskins odds and, you know, my thoughts on that. And if it happens, obviously I'll eat crow uh, and tell you I was completely wrong and Vegas knows everything. It's not happening, trust me, for all the reasons we outlined and as well. Uh, We broke down the uh, quote from Chris Thompson to J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington about Alex Smith's future. So we kind of tied that together. Now, what we did not do and what we mentioned uh, was coming up here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast is this. A Redskins employee who has a relationship, let's just call it that, uh, to the Redskins head coach Jay Gruden was arrested over the weekend in Ashburn, Virginia, at a development called One Loudon, which is about a mile from Redskins Park. So for those of you that are not familiar with the Northern Virginia neighborhood and area that the Redskins have their daily practice facility Redskins Park at, it is in a county called Loudoun County, Virginia. It is in Ashburn, um, which is, again, a little, eh, probably about eh, seven or eight miles, say, uh, away from, from Dulles International Airport, just to kind of put a word picture to that or a, a geographical picture in your mind, again, if you're not familiar uh, with that area. Now, oftentimes, players and Uh, Team employees are often spotted. I have spies. I don't hang out there uh, every once in a while I do, uh, but very rarely do I. Um, But players, team employees are often spotted, and I don't always mention it because it's none of my business. But when a player or a team employee is arrested for some sort of uh, silly behavior, it is absolutely news. We covered the Monte Nicholson situation just about a month and a half ago, right before the end of the regular season, and how ridiculous that was, and how absurd that was, and how I would have cut Monte Nicholson right away. Uh, the Redskins chose to put him on the uh, NFI list or whatever, which was basically a way to suspend him without cutting him. 
The bottom line is, is they haven't made a move on Monte Nicholson. I don't expect them to because they're so desperate at safety for anybody that can play with HaHa Clinton-Dix uh, having struggled and being a free agent with them cutting DJ Swearinger and Troy Epke nowhere near ready to go. And DeShazer Everett is more of a special teams guy than he is a pure safety, certainly an every down safety. Now, Jack Gruden. Huh? Yes, Jack Gruden, not Jay Gruden, Jack Gruden, the son of Redskins head coach Jay Gruden, and a video assistant on the Redskins team was arrested on suspicion of being drunk in public and involved in multiple confrontations early Saturday morning. Jack Gruden, 22 years old, got into an argument, according to media reports, through the Loudoun County, Virginia Sheriff's Department. He got into an argument at around 2.15 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday and, quote-unquote, walked after the other male to continue the confrontation, according to the Sheriff's Department. Further quoting, the Loudoun County Sheriff's Department. The deputy then intervened and the two parties were separated, according to the Loudoun County Sheriff's Department statement. Quote, Gruden was later involved in two additional confrontations with customers in the area, end quote. So Gruden was booked, released from the Loudoun County Adult Detention Center. He's scheduled to appear in a courtroom in Leesburg, Virginia on March 21st, according to their online court records. The Redskins, for their uh, part in this, of course, uh, had nothing to say, certainly nothing of any interest or merit. Quote, we are aware of the arrest of Jack Gruden, according to Tony Wiley, a Redskin, Redskins executive vice president and spokesman. Uh, he said to multiple media outlets, quote unquote, we are gathering more information and will not comment until we have further details. Again, this is the same place that Monte Nicholson was involved in his fracas, which we've seen the video for on TMZ of him allegedly punching um, out at least one person, maybe more. Uh, who knows? Uh, the bottom line is, is please, 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 if you are a Redskins employee, a team, uh, again, player, an executive, a coach, a video assistant, anybody associated with the team that is of any substance whatsoever, and especially if you are the head coach's son, because even though it might not be that big of a deal criminally and legally, and I'm sure Jack Gruden will walk away with this with some sort of misdemeanor, some sort of fine, and daddy will take care of it and everything will be great. Please stop acting like a clown. Please stop drinking. Please stop not being able to control your temper. And please stop going to One Loudon and hanging out at One Loudon if you can't control your alcohol consumption or your anger issues. Please. Do that at home. Do that at the facility. Do whatever you've got to do. Do not do it in public at One Loudon where people can get under your skin and you can get agitated or you can get under somebody else's skin for any sort of reason and get yourself arrested. Even though, again, he is not a player and even though he is only a video coordinator, because he is the head coach's son, this is absurd. This is ridiculous. That's all that needs to be said. Now, moving on to Kyler Murray. Inside the Numbers, Part 2. We brought you a whole set of statistics yesterday in episode number 173. Please go check that out. Uh, just wanted to bring you the rest of the numbers that I have via Roto World, via 
Sports Info Solutions, and ProFootballFocus.com. Did you know the most batted down passes at the line of scrimmage among Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network's top 50 quarterback, or I should say quarterbacks that are in his top 50? It's not Kyler Murray. No, no. At 510. It's not Kyler Murray. It's Duke's Daniel Jones at 12. 12 passes batted down uh, among Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 prospects that are quarterbacks. Missouri's Drew Locke is at 8. And Ohio State's Dwayne Haskins was third, tied at 5. All three of those quarterbacks are 6'3 or above. You know who was tied with Haskins at 5 Batted down passes, according to Pro Football Focus and their college evaluation section at ProFootballFocus.com. You should make sure you get your premium subscription, by the way. Oklahoma's Kyler Murray, the Heisman Trophy winner at five, tied with Dwayne Haskins. Again, Daniel Jones, 12, Drew Locke, eight, Dwayne Haskins, five. All three of those guys, six, three or above, according to Pro Football Focus. Oklahoma's Kyler Murray, who declared for the NFL draft on Monday, also at five, and he is listed, listed, that's unofficial, at 5'10". Let me give you some other numbers for Kyler Murray. He had an adjusted completion percentage uh, via ProFootballFocus.com and their premium subscription package at 78.7% when he was outside, outside the pocket, which he's presumably going to have to do a lot of in the NFL because he's 5'10", maybe shorter, and he'll have trouble seeing over taller defensive linemen and offensive linemen uh, for that matter. Along with that, he had a 128.3 passer rating, an 8-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio when outside the pocket. He was credited with six big-time throws, according to Pro Football Focus, and one turnover-worthy throw. Uh, in those situations. Also, he averaged 7.9 yards per attempt on the ground. 37.7% of his scrambles this year, uh, I'm sorry, of rushing yards, were from scrambling around and trying to buy extra time. That was number one among FBS quarterbacks for Kyler Murray, the Heisman Trophy winner, again going to the pros. He had a sack percentage of 4.6, which was sixth in the nation, an average yards per attempt uh, ratio per attempt, uh, not completion, of 13.0, which was first, a touchdown to interception ratio, as we kind of mentioned yesterday, which was second in the country at 6.0, a touchdown percentage of 11.1, which was uh, first uh, in the nation, a marginal efficiency, whatever that means, of 14.7%. That was also first in the country, uh, and as well a marginal explosion rate, Again, whatever that means, at 0.59, which was also first. That, according to Sports Info Solutions, at Sports Info underscore SIS, at Sports Info underscore SIS. One more number for you because we have so many and so much to get to. Kyler Murray had a 236.9 total EPA, which is expected points added. That was number one in the country. Just for comparison's sake, number two, Will Greer of West Virginia had a 140.1. So, again, almost 100 points lower in expected points added, according to uh, Sports Info Solutions, uh, for 
Will Greer, the number two quarterback in the country in this statistical and analytical category, compared to Kyler Murray, who, again, was number one at 236.9. In case you're curious, Dwayne Haskins is number three at 137.0. Overall, Oklahoma, 928 plays, 7,984 yards, an average yards per play count of 8.60, 85 offensive touchdowns, and 570 0.3 yards per game we have even more numbers than that we'll probably have to do that in episode number 175 just so much to get to when it comes to Kyler Murray clearly he is uh, the number one and most polarizing prospect in this draft will he be there at number 15 probably not for the Washington Redskins we'll have to see on that when we come back we'll put uh, our skins spotlight back in full effect we'll have that for you next right here on episode number 174 right here on the reds uh, locked on redskins podcast good to have you aboard All right. is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As we welcome you back, it is episode number 174 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. So let's finish up with a couple of news and notes types items, stuff we didn't get to on 173, stuff we haven't been able to get to so far in this one. And then we'll have another brief skin spotlight for you uh, coming up here before we exit stage left. So Wes Phillips, who left at the end of his contract after five years as the Redskins tight ends coach. He officially joined Sean McVay and his dad, Wade Phillips, as the Rams' new tight ends coach for the defending NFC champions, who, of course, just played in the Super Bowl a week and a half ago. So Wes Phillips has a new job, as expected, with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Again, that was pretty much predetermined, and he had been trying to get out of his contract for a while. Uh, So not a surprise there in any way, shape, or form. And also, Andre Carter, former Redskin, edge Outside linebacker, really didn't like playing in the 3-4, really was a 4-3 end and had his most success there. Andre Carter, who bounced around between the 49ers, the Redskins, the Patriots, uh, and other teams and was most recently an assistant defensive line coach with the Miami Dolphins, now joins Adam Gase, the former Dolphins head coach, as the New York Jets defensive line coach. So a promotion, a new team, a new job for Andre Carter. Good man, good family, uh, and watch out for his kid, Quentin. Uh, Quincy. Uh, sorry, Quincy. Uh, he is, uh, he's got some basketball skills and has had for a long time. So... I just wanted to update you on that, uh, on those two coaching fronts. And now, as we put the icing on the cake on this episode, uh, edition number 174, we take a look at a brief one at Zach Vigil. Uh, Inside and under the skin spotlight, the 
inside linebacker, again, almost 28 years old out of Utah State. The Redskins got him as a free agent after initially um, signing with the Miami Dolphins as a college free agent. Listen, Zach Vigil didn't play a lot at inside linebacker. A lot was made out of how he finished up 2017 and what that might lead to in terms of a role for him in 2018. It did not. Not with Mason Foster, not with Zach Brown, not with Sean Dion Hamilton, and now assuming, and this is a big assumption, Reuben Foster is a part of the mix, and we still don't know about Zach Brown yet. Zach Vigil is just basically there, and he's a core special team, or, or at least he's a guy that can contribute uh, to special teams, and that was his primary role. He did play uh, in total 296 total snaps on special teams last year uh, in 2018 for the Washington Redskins. 66 on kick return, 56 on kick coverage, 50 on punt return, 71 on punt coverage, 53 on field goal block. Overall, as a cumulative special teams grade from Pro Football Focus and their premium subscription package, at ProFootballFocus.com, Zach Vigil got a 57.9, a 57.9, a season low of 31.7 against Carolina, uh, and a season high of 67.2 the next week against the Dallas Cowboys, for whatever that's worth. He had five special teams tackles, according to ProFootballFocus.com, and again, their premium subscription uh, package. So Zach Vigil, uh, they're a core special teamer. Again, 296 special team snap. Real quickly, as a defender, he only played in 14 games. Actually did play 16 snaps uh, as an inside linebacker in week one against Arizona and had a 75.3 out of 100 grade. So not bad, uh, not bad at all, including a pretty good coverage grade. Overall, a 76.1, very limited time on the field. Played a little bit, one snap, week two, one snap week three uh, as inside linebacker. And then as the season wore on, he didn't play at all at any of those positions until the season finale, a couple of snaps against the Philadelphia Eagles. But there you have Zach Vigil. Uh, We'll see if the Redskins bring him back for another campaign. I would assume they would just because you can never have enough guys that are decent at special teams in this league. All right, that's going to do it for us right here. Episode number 174 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Again, make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, and as well at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all of our team correspondence. And make sure you follow me individually on Twitter now. There's a mix of Redskins, Capitals, Nationals, and Bryce Harper and just weird opinions and a lot of radio stuff at Russellmania621. But if you like a little variety, a little spice in your life, I suggest you go there. But at Locked Redskins and also at Locked on NFL Net. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.